You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be discussing os mutante's self-titled album in the room i got rob i got john Hi. ben <sighs> and adam os mutantes is a debut album by the brazilian tropicalia band of the same name it was released in 1968 by polydor and it was produced by male barambin the genre is tropicalia and psychedelic rock in his memoir tropicalia truth a story of music and revolution in brazil Brazilian musician Cateo Veloso recalls the first time his Tropicalia compadres mentioned Os Mutantes. Quote, They're still kids, and they know everything. It can't be true. But a fear struck the Tropicalias, a fledgling group of composers and poets diametrically opposed to the musical traditions of mainstream Brazilian pop, it can be said that it was an intriguing fear. After all, to them, the talent of Os Mutantes seemed almost too good to be true. The trio of teenagers from Sao Paulo, Ridley and the brothers Arnaldo and Sergio Baptista had already developed an air of sophisticated anarchy about themselves. It reflected in their personalities and their musical precociousness. And though decidedly amateur, the Tropicalia saw in them an iconoclastic spark of daring that echoed their own. A brief background on Tropicalia. It was the type of cultural cannibalism that encouraged the conflation of disparate influences out of which would be created something unique. These ideas were deemed controversial by the authoritarian government, and they arrested and exiled Tropicali musicians Canteo Veloso and Gilbert Gil in early 1969. During this period, Os Mutantes was also threatened by the military government. Os Mutantes' first album is an astonishing listening. It's far more experimental than most of the albums produced by the era's first-rate psychedelic bands of Britain or America, and at times seems like the reinterpretation of the genre itself. In the first song, you're treated to a wildly invented trip that assimilates orchestrated pop, whimsical melodies, and found sound environments. The beautiful, subtle vocals of Rita Lee almost sound classical and ambient at times, before you are thrown into a song with fuzzed out guitar tones that cut like buzzsaw over the pop melodies and go-go bass lines. It's a mix of everything, and that is a great thing. Sgt. Pepper may have introduced people to psychedelic sounds, but Os Mutantes were pushing the sounds into new and strange places that were weird, accessible, and damn fun to listen to. All right, what do we think of Os Mutantes? Yeah! <laughs> Just killed it in the red. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
I think this is psychedelica. You know, like this is this is what we expect when we hear that term. Yeah. That we when we want we want to feel something far out. A lot of the stuff that we've been hearing out of the San Francisco scene just seems so milk toast. And it just there's just nothing dangerous or exciting about it. This music is weird, and mm-hmm. I mean, this has been one of my favorite records since I first heard it maybe yeah, I think 20 years ago. You've yeah. mentioned it like two or three times while we've just been doing this. I mean, like we adventure. We right as soon as at my wedding we got married, and then they played the first track on this record. So that was the <laughs> song that we like. We're married to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a fan. A little bit of a fan. You turned me on to this band uh, the first year we were living together in college. Yeah. I, I don't know how I... I wish I could remember how I heard them, because thank that person. Oh, I'm so grateful for whoever was the first person who played this for Was me. it a Nuggets comp? No, they had a... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was put out by David Byrne's label, Luca Bop. Uh, it was, oh, I bet it was Vincent then. It was probably he was Vincent. obsessed with David Byrne. Yeah, in the late... I think late 90s, David Byrne put out a collection, uh, like a retrospective of Os Mutante's career called Everything is Possible. Yep. And it was the first, like, uh, American compilation of their stuff. There have been some other compilations, but this compilation notably had, it was like, it was basically just David Byrne picking out his favorite songs. Uh, some of them more for for uh, like American ears, and some of them just for other reasons. But uh, yeah, like that was that that everything is possible was my introduction to him. And honestly, that's all that I had until until I was listening to this album for for this. And let's see, this album's eleven tracks. Six out of the eleven tracks of of this first album are on that that comp. Yeah. Uh, so it was. I heard five new songs this week. Oh, you haven't heard them? Nah. Oh man. I had five new songs this yes. week. I'm so happy that I now know these songs. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I think it was the same thing. College uh, Trey probably uh, introduced me, and I was like, "What is this weird music?" Yeah. Especially the song we're listening to right now with her just like melancholy, echoey vocals, and yeah. then all of a sudden it like ramps up, and there's like big explosions. And that guitar tone, that fuzzed out the tone, the fuzz is so good on this. Over record. those the pop melodies, it's like you hear sort of those poppy garagey things, and then that chainsaw of a oh a uh, relogio. Yeah, there's so much disruption. They like every time that you think that they're gonna do the thing that just sounds natural, there's always something fucking it up, and yeah. it, that's what's so cool about it. I mean, it really makes a lot of sense. Blending all those styles, um, they can jump around mid-song and totally flip the script on you. It's exciting music. It's really interesting to listen to. It's got a lot of personality, style. The production's cool. It's just, I mean, this is what you hope for when you are looking for new music. I, I remember we used to play this, like all those like porch parties we used to have all the time. This record was always played at one of those because I just wanted more people to hear it and be like, "What is this? What mm-hmm. is this?" I, you know, I just wanted people to go out and get the record for themselves. This is the first time I've actually heard this album. Really? Uh, this this week when I was studying it for this podcast. Uh, but I swear that I've heard the English version of "Baby." Yeah. No, it, it was by them. It was from the '80s. Okay. They so redid it. They redid it. Okay, and I don't With know if it got, I don't know if it became popular in. Have you tried the new ice cream flavor? 
Do me a favor. <laughs> that's my favorite line from that Their one. lyrics and baby. Yeah, they're yeah, drastically different from the Brazilian translation. <laughs> it's like, uh, I forgot about that line. That line, just the first time I heard that, I was like, and I love this band. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's it's awesome. It, I mean, it, it, as weird as it is, it has a solid party vibe to it. I yeah. mean, maybe it's because of that, like, tropical, tropical sensibility. Yeah. It's fun. But it is, it is weird. It's so weird. It is, and it is a hard weird. Like, uh, And I think... Birch, before we recorded, said a little bit about this anthropophagia, <laughs> which is just like, mm-hmm. means cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they apply it to this idea of conflating disparate influences. So one thing eats another thing, and it doesn't have to be something you would normally blend together. So yeah, you can have xylophone in that weird like instrument that sounds like a straw being pushed in and out of a Equica. Equica, there you go, yeah. So why not mix those things? And they make it work. Like somehow they find a way. I am now in the market for a cuica. No. Oh. <laughs> is, is it played by just pushing a straw up and down in a... In a no, it sounds like a McDonald's straw. But I, I, uh, what it is, it's, it's a, it's a cylindrical drum, and the the drum only has it has a top head, but no resonant head, no bottom head, and attached to the underside of the top head is a wooden post, like a chopstick or something, and it's going down through the center of the drum. So one, like, so like your left hand reaches up under the drum skirt, basically, and Nasty. The, the wooden stick is rosin, is rosin, oh, yeah. and it's rubbed with a rag, and then your other hand, your right hand, uh, applies tension to the drum head to change the note. So you're just like to bend and I really want one, yeah, and I think they're awesome. Yeah, that was a great description, oh, yeah. by the way. You, your your you, verbal you can build great. one really, really easy. Um, well, there we go. I, I, cool. can, I can show you. Project time. I've uh, got some <laughs> drums I don't need. I don't That's know how to need, attach dude. the stick to the center of the bottom of a drum head. Um, you can actually just use duct tape. Oh, yeah? Like, cut cut the hole, tape yeah. it up, rosin it, and then... Because we, we used to make lion's roars and stuff like oh, yeah. uh, for marching band, like, just... Get that fucking rope in there. And, Let's uh, make some quikas, man. <laughs> Let's start that band. Is that going to be uh, Turk Gods? Turk Gods. Right now, we're listening to the song "Adeus Maria Fulo," which uh, which features the the quika. And uh, when I first heard this song, when I was like nineteen, uh, what it reminded me of was something I had heard a few years earlier, uh, and that was the song. Tropicalia by uh, Beck. Yep, on the album Mutations. Yep, it, it, that can't be coincidental. I don't think it's no, not. It's pure no. intentional. Yeah. yeah, there's there's many uh, uh, followers of Os Mutantes oh, and yeah. their style of music. Yeah, Beck was mentioned several. I, I had never listened to any of this before today, and I fucking I love this entire goddamn record, dude. Yeah. And, uh, it, Whoa, who raise a hand? Who hadn't heard this before? This album? Yeah. You well, three? I, I hadn't heard half of this That's album. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. That's wild. I'm it excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to like. I've I've loved like all I've had for the last seventeen years is 
my David Byrne greatest hits. <laughs> and I've and I'm not a big greatest hits like I I, I think always get the albums, you know. But uh, it's hard to find like before like the age of streaming, and I don't even stream that much. I, I do it for this. Uh, I like hard copies. And it's hard to find Os Mutantes records, yeah, or CDs or tapes. Yeah, I don't have it on vinyl. They did. The- they did some represses. Did they? Yeah, recently. I mean, I feel like it was. It's probably been ten years now. But yeah, I remember the, some represses coming out of it. Uh, what do you guys think of of them doing this and almost being kind of oppressed by the government? At the same time that the it's Beatles were being celebrated. I know. I had that same thought. <clears throat> it's just. I had no idea that was even happening. That, yeah. That's fucking crazy. And how old were they at this point in time? Teenagers. Teens. Yeah. Just... So fucking cool. <laughs> it's just so hard to imagine something this uh, just exciting and creative coming out of American teenagers. It's like, at least any, like, it's just so out there. It just feels like something that's been... Uh, worked on for a long time and i don't know maybe it is that cultural that the idea that they're like reacting against uh you know doing exactly what they're told not to do and they're just committing to it in a way that like you know you you can hear it you can just hear them committing to their weirdness (laughs) yeah they weren't so well received on some of the Performances. Oh, there was that one that was it in Rio. That one concert in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. People people turned their back. They shouted. They they literally like threw like cabbage and tomatoes like like in the old movies. But then didn't the (laughs) the band turn their back on the audience too? Yeah, uh, the band turned their back on the audience. I I guess except for the drummer because can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be a really good drummer if you could do that. They were joined on stage by a, a. Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gill, uh, who didn't like they, they they thought that they could like kind of like dampen the situation, but you know that even with these two other like stars on stage, the crowd still wasn't having it. And then everyone on stage walked off stage, it, uh, united like with arms linked, like we are all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so it wasn't like a Vatican One thing where they just were <laughs> facing the uh, the other way. Wow. I learned a. Uh, I learned that there was a third uh, Batista brother uh, this week that was considered a member of the band, yet he never joined them on stage. Huh. Uh, I forget his name, but he was brothers with uh, he was brothers with Sergio and Arnaldo, and he was considered a member of Os Mutantes. But his job in the band was he built their guitars and their effects. Whoa! Like all that's those, a big job for them. Yeah, like uh, their guitars are bespoke. And like all of those like crazy fuzz tones and weird effects, he built them. Yeah, those are, those wow. effects are yeah. are very very interesting and unique. I mean, yeah, I'd not heard the, anything like them. They just before. sound like grittier than you're used to hearing at this yeah, time. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. um, it's like Brian May's guitar. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's a sound that like oh that's this because he built it out of sewing machine parts. I know, and, I know. The, <laughs> and there's like a vibrato that they do on on one of the songs, and it's so fast. Like no other, I don't think I've ever heard a musician use it that fast until they they arrived and they did it. It sounds, it sounds so wavy that it it's it's almost like it's looping over itself. Is it on? I think it might be on the song that we might be listening to yeah. now. Bat Makumba. Ba- Bat Makumba. Yeah. Which I think is the most 
sort of like, if you had to say, okay, which song on here sounds the it's, most poppy or I think it's by Gilberto Gill. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also yeah, but, say, this Bat Macumba is on Nuggets. Ah. Like, uh, uh, Os Mutantes is represented by one song on Nuggets, and it's Bat Macumba. If I had to pick one, I don't know if I could, but Bat Macumba's a pretty good it's choice. It's a banger. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a fun it's one. It's a banger. But I feel no, like... Yeah, yeah, that's one that goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that really fast vibrato, totally. Oh, super... That. Super fast, yeah. And so... It's very hard to get, you know, normal vibrato pedals only go so far. Yeah, because you don't... Because no one would... There's not a lot would, of application. Yeah, no one would yeah. think to, to actually create that. So I'm wondering if he built something that would actually turn it all the way up. Mm -hmm. the, only, the only pedals I know that do that right now are the electroharmonics, where they give you way more room than you'll ever need, mm -hmm. and you can almost turn it up to a... Oh, the Muggerfuggers do all that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah they, 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 like... It's like a zippy sound. It's so weird. I think it's it has amazing, though. I think it has more to do with the uh, potentiometers he yeah. had access to, and then it just turned out that like, oh, I get the, this self oscillates <laughs> at a certain point. Yeah, but yeah, so cool that someone would choose to just put it in there. It sounds mm -hmm. crazy. It does. It, it <laughs> sounds broken like, like in, a, in an awesome way. Very cool. Um, I love I, I I I like that the way the way the structure of the song Bat Macumba, the way it's set up. After you've heard the first thirty seconds of it, you can sing the whole song because it's just <laughs> it's just rule. Every time they sing it, they take a syllable out, and then they get all the way down to just ba, and then they do the whole thing. And every time they do it, they add a symbol syllable until they're all the way back to Bat Macumba. That's the whole song. No chorus. No bridge. They just say Bat Macumba, hey hey, Bat Macumba, ho ha, and then just either subtract or add syllables for a whole song. I don't think the guitarist is controlling that shit himself. Like no. I like it. Have you ever seen the uh, Roxy Music like uh, live show where uh, it's still with uh, Brian Eno like in the band? Like you can see him going away from the synthesizer, and then he just has this fucking audio pot in his hand, and the guitarist is taking a solo, and like Eno's just fucking like. That's a fun that device. That might be the third, the third yeah. brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see him off, yeah. you know, twisting twist yeah. knobs. <laughs> Torquing knobs. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting that, that fact about... Uh, I was wondering... Oh, no, I was just wondering how they got those sounds. That, that, never that, 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 that somebody... It's the man on the knobs. Yep. <laughs> the knob man, they call him. <laughs> Knobman. <laughs> Best boy. <laughs> the secret knob man. What were you going to say, Ben? Well... I was just gonna uh, to add on to that last thing, man. Not to undersell, not to undersell a guy that's like building bespoke guitars and effects, but it seems like if you can build a guitar, you could probably play guitar well enough to be in the band with your two brothers. Maybe just didn't like. Maybe he's not. Maybe public face. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I, I, like, Luthers aren't necessarily uh, like you know. Fucking well, violinists. Yeah, you might not be a shredder, but it, like to to understand a guitar well enough to just be able to build one. What if you got sage fright, bro? It, that that's, that's that's debatable. Yeah, yeah, and not everybody can be a Jerome to the Morris Day <laughs> in the group. You know, it's like some guys gotta be behind the scenes. Yeah. You know? uh, interesting fact uh, about uh, Rita Lee uh, is descendant of uh, Confederados. Oh which, shit! Yeah. Which is why she's like so fair skinned. Uh, okay. I think I think the whole the whole Confederado migration I think is just a really interesting historical thing that happened that I didn't know about until I was like an adult. Uh, 
in case anyone doesn't know, you know, it was after the American Civil War, uh, 10 to 20,000 uh, Confederate soldiers and families of Confederate soldiers left the United States and settled in Brazil, mostly around Sao Paulo, uh, for reasons. Either they didn't want to live under a conquering army or uh, they thought that the South would never, like, bounce back, b- bounce back get economic stability. But, yeah, ten to 20,000 folks moved to Brazil and some of them eventually moved back for the reconstruct after the reconstruction but a lot of families just like stayed there and integrated into this uh, the brazilian culture which is already a super rich yeah. culture from with you know the mestizo there is a huge part of the brazilian culture and the the makeup of their people i mean it's already a really rich with people from africa the caribbean you know various islands central america all these different you know mm-hmm. There's so many stories of uh, groups of people migrating to the United States. There aren't that many stories of large groups of people migrating away. And I just say it's interesting to think about, you know? Yeah. So maybe oh, like you mean Native, expatriated. Native, Native, <laughs> Native Americans running away. Yeah. From, yeah. I yeah. mean, so the, there's the atrocities. There's immigration and emigration, right? What's the... Um, em- emigre is... Ex, ex, exfiltrating. Uh, yeah. So emigrate. Emigrate. With, with the E. Yeah. But they were immigrating into Brazil. <laughs> but when you go away from America, you make, you expatriate. You don't immigrate. <laughs> yeah, they're expats. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all say about the band Os Mutantes, hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Cross yeah. the board. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, you're always talking about breath of fresh air, you know, in the in the summer, sweltering summer of 67. <laughs> stinky summer. And this is, oh God, it smells I, so bad. Can you imagine? You only want to, you almost want to say, oh, I mean, I guess we could call them a Tropicalia band instead of a psychedelic band, but it's. They're psychedelic, but at They're the same time, it's you're exactly like, with fucking like yeah. cool ass shit going on in the background that I would have never thought to throw into it. Like it's it, it's beautiful and it's fucking it's out there, but accessible and yeah. exciting. Like and and like the and it net like even when it dips, something fucking cool is happening. Like in the lull. You know, mm-hmm. like, but for the most part, like, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward, like, good rock and roll. It, it, I want to see a awesome. two-band bill. I want to see Os Mutantes and the Monks. Ooh. I want to see that show. Yeah, nice. And just, I, like, just be weird. I did see Os Mutantes. Oh, yeah? Chicago. When they, oh, ten years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I remember when they did that. I was on tour, and I was like, of course I don't get to go yeah. see them. <laughs> they were good. They are very yeah. good. They had more than uh, three people, I will yeah, say. Yeah. Was, they had a couple people. Was Rita there, or was it just yes. the brothers? She was there? Yeah. Oh, cool. It was so, a big, like, full reunion idea. Yeah. I remember when they promoted it. It's very cool. I have to admit, though, I was not as familiar with, like, their other albums, and so a lot of it, like, just didn't hit. Yeah. But obviously, anything from this early period, I was everyone was very into the song that grabbed me most when i was introduced to that david byrne compilation uh at like 19 uh isn't on this but it was like even more it was, it was so accessible is that uh el justiciero yeah el justiciero was the first one i noticed too mm -hmm. because it's just all personality yeah el justiciero cha, cha, cha. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the story of this you know sort of like the savior of a town who comes and their towns people are pleading to the to this person to save their town please please <laughs> and it's like the whole story is told out and i it just blew my mind the first time i heard that like the songwriting and melody are just like for osmo tante is straightforward yeah you know but it just works it works so yeah, well yeah and i remember i knew that song either from vince playing it for me or you playing it for me so i went out and i, I bought that everything is possible, thinking that I was going to get a, a whole album of songs that sound like that. Nope. And that's the only song that sounds like that on the album. Yeah. And on first listen, I was like, oh man, except for that El Justi Sierra song, this thing's fucking weird. <laughs> but like the more I listen to it, like the more like, oh, this thing's fucking weird. Yeah, like, I still <laughs> like El Justi Sierra, but it kind of like faded in the back. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's like their pop song. And like this weird stuff's where it's at. Yeah. But that was, that was my gateway song. And I think just a, one more thing. I know I talked a lot on this one, but uh, the like Rob, you know, was at, as mentioning the other psychedelic stuff from the era. I'm really struggling to think of a record that we have heard so far from that, you know, like last couple of years of psychedelica that that even touches this record. It like, doesn't. I could mean, you, I mean, could you say maybe the Beatles though a little bit? I, I mean, just don't consider that psychedelic. A day in the life and I, that kind of I, stuff. I, I, you know, I, there. I see how it's in there, but I just don't think it's like, I love that song. I think it's one of yeah. the great masterpieces of the century, mm -hmm. but like, it's just, it's not that out there. It's just, a, it doesn't have the grit. It's well, but it's, it's also just not that like, super trippy and weird i just feel like i'm hearing like a really nice song that i think is incredibly written um these Good. guys just push boundaries so much more than any of the other stuff that i've heard and maybe it's because it's foreign and i'm like <clears throat> well and also a lot of it we, we've heard the beatles and like how many times yeah. so many times it's but, hard to d but this is yourself. more like disorienting and it's true yeah. yeah i mean i don't know i just they I do just... stop in the middle of a song literally turn the record like off <laughs> like it winds down and then have a coffee break like mm -hmm. that's it's that's weird. pretty out there. It's yeah. out there yeah that's what i'm trying to say is that like they just took a lot of risks and they did it with full confidence and it, i just don't hear that a lot with the, with the records that we've been sort of well, it's, passing it, over it, it, it it's it's twofold it's one this is this is what I heard this, and this is how I'm translating it. Yeah. And then also, because they were so young, just the folly of youth. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. And the, like, the because guts, of the, the bravado. Exactly. Like, it, the, it it takes that sort of like, I'm invincible, like, vigor to fucking put something like this out. Especially at this time. The fucking government was coming down <laughs> on them. And they were teens, man. That's fucking nuts. Great. Uh, did anybody else hear, I, I listened to a lot of, 
you know, what, what should I say, early aughts, 2000s garage rock kind of stuff, the psychedelic garage, like King Kong, Ty Seagal, um, the OCs, um, and a lot mm-hmm. of those other... Did anybody... Does anybody else familiar with those yeah, kind of yeah, bands? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like King Kong and Barbecue, I mean, they cover Os Mutantes, but you get the, the exact, like direct influence from from those bands into these like garage bands that came that were came to prominence in the, the 2000s being the instrumentation and yeah. like i like I, i've got a couple of records about king kong um but it's like that's that is just the garage version of yeah. it you know that what you have here there's a lot more you know like traditional instruments being thrown in the mix you've got these really strange sounds that you just don't really hear on a, a lot of the the modern uh, groups that are sort of borrowing elements. And like, I, I like those for sure. Like I like those records too, but this one just does production is like an extra member. Yeah. yeah. I just found it so interesting yeah. that a lot of those, you know, this is one of those, another branch in it, it. It's like it hit then. And it also, you know, hit, you know, in different periods of time. It's like a people keep, it, it going just keeps, back to it. Yeah, it, people just keep going back to this album, this group at this time. I've tried to write an Os Mutante song, and uh, <laughs> it's never made it. It's like it's never made the cut. I just can't. Do, it's like it's too far away from what I'm familiar with. But um, I would, you know, I, I'd love to. But uh, it's uh, yeah. There you go. I don't have a house made for wheels, Mister Fancy Pants. Our house made out of wheels. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna put that interspersed within this episode. <laughs> that's what Os Mutantes would do. <laughs> All right, the album's over. I guess that's it for it's this so episode. Short. It's 35 minutes long. Hit yeah. We've been it. talking for 35 minutes. Hit it and quit it. Hit and quit it. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, 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 incredible string bands, what, 50 minutes long? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's 15 more minutes of that garbage, you only get 35 minutes of most days. Uh, we'll uh, get five new tracks. <clears throat> I got five and new I tracks. And I got all the new tracks. All fresh and fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking great. Plenty more to talk about. All right, next time we will be talking about the Jimi Hendrix Experience Electric Ladyland. We all we all love this album. Yes, yes. every single oh, one yeah. of us yeah. like this if, record. If we didn't mention that before. Can confirm. Can confirm. Go we'll listen to it. All right, thanks, y'all. Preciso saber de Precisa tomar um sorvete Na lanchonete Andar com a gente Me ver de perto É 